Hello, and welcome to Self-Taught Devs. If this is your first time joining us, this is a podcast where two self-taught developers discuss the learning and growth experience for folks just getting into the industry. My name is Eric Winklespecht. And I'm Matt Ehrlich. And today we are talking about learning new things, the developer growth and, and journey and experience in general is all about learning and specifically continuous learning. So how do we go about learning new things? And I have a specific process that I use and it pretty much applies to everything but I'm interested in, in how you learn, Eric. What, what, do, what do you think about learning new things? Do you have a sort of like a system that you apply to learning new things in general? Or do you learn different for things, let's say, that you might do with your hands versus technical things for, that you might do for, you know, like software development? Or mm -hmm. do you have some other methods? Yeah, I think my process of learning has definitely changed a lot since doing software development stuff since having to learn that skill and i've mentioned a few times the the learning how to learn course by uh professor barbara oakley i believe her name is even now like as i'm learning new stuff like on the job or as i'm building skills like in hobbies i've realized i've got a very specific like not method necessarily for learning, but I, I feel like I understand the process that I go through when I learn new things kind of regardless right now of what it is. And I'll give some specific examples in a bit, but like the first couple days or times where I'm doing a new thing and trying to learn a new skill or whatever, it's, it feels to me like walking through mud. Like there's a lot of struggle. There's a lot of like, I feel like I'm doing this wrong. There's definitely mistakes happening. And then the more I go back and revisit it over like the next couple of days or weeks or whatever it is, that feeling just gets less and less and less until eventually there's kind of like not necessarily an aha moment, but it's a very clear indication for me of like, okay, I've moved past the problems that I felt like I was hitting before and now things feel a little more smooth. So my biggest example of that is outside of code, learning how to bake bread was a really challenging experience at first i did the thing that i always do when i want to learn something new and i go to youtube and i try to see what videos are out there on it and when i can watch somebody do something um, i always get kind of context first or see somebody do something is always helpful to me and i've got some recipe that was just like supposed to be super easy no need no anything and i made it and i followed the process and the bread came out at the end and it was i mean it was bread it was edible but it looked kind of gross, like it was really misshapen and weird. And it wasn't like, I don't know, it didn't look like the kind of bread I wanted to make. And then I watched more videos, invested in different, you know, cooking tools and went through another person's process. And I guess they may have given some incorrect information because when it comes to bread making, it's all about like there's hydration levels are a big deal. If you have more water in your ingredients, let's say your bread's going to be way wetter and your dough's way stickier. I had a very high hydration level without realizing and I didn't know enough at the time and even trying to like knead the dough or mess with or you know just mess with the dough at all it was like sticking to my cutting board sticking to my counter sticking to my hands like crazy and it was such a frustrating process because you know your typical YouTube videos don't make it look hard right and they're they're well practiced but 
the more I did it, the more I went back, the more I experimented with different things and changed hydration levels and just practiced the skill. Over time, those struggles just kind of went away. And then I could really focus on like, okay, I understand more about just the general steps that I'm doing and the ingredients that I'm working with. And then I started learning more things about like, well, what does this still feel like? How do I understand during the process what I'm actually looking for? Like by touch, by tacky feeling, by how the still has expanded and how much air is in the dough now and things like that. So it is definitely a process and there's no, there is no shortcuts in the learning experience. For sure. And yeah, I, w- I would agree with specifically with that last statement. There definitely are no shortcuts and it's like our brains, I think it's always just geared towards efficiency, right? Conserving energy. And it's hard to apply that to learning. Of course, there's things like the 80-20 rule, right? Like what 20% of whatever can I do to get 80% of the results, but that will only get you so far. And if you're really, like if you start out focusing on that, you know, it might, it, it might not lead to like the best experience. But yeah, there are no shortcuts. Um, for me, it has to do, I start with why am I learning the thing in the first place? There are a lot of other things that I, kind of wanted to learn but wound up not learning them just because I knew like I didn't have a good enough why like one day I was scrolling um, I think on YouTube and I saw a video of like lock picking now I thought that was really cool like if I got locked out of my house cool I could just like you know and I don't have a key I could just get in I was not using it for any uh, not so great purposes it was just for learning (laughs) and I asked myself like is this something that would maintain my interest long term? The answer really was no. I thought it was really cool, but I like I didn't have that drive to continue learning. So that's my number one. Like, why am I learning that thing? And if I have a good enough why, then I move on to the next step, which is usually doing my research. I get very obsessed in this phase where I'll look up so many different types of resources or I'll watch so many YouTube videos and reassure myself that this is something um, that I would really want to learn. And then once I have that, I start off really, or I try to start off really small. For example, with whittling. When I was learning whittling, I just bought one knife and that was it, right? I It must have cost like five bucks. I'm like, this is very low investment. If, I, if it turns out that I want to do this anymore, then that's fine. And then I really got into it. And then at that point is when I started investing more and more of my time. So specifically with the learning part, it's just repetition for me. I know that I can't, let's say, sit through like a three hour video and then I, you know, quote unquote, learned the thing. I have to start small, take information in small increments, apply it, apply very small steps and then build on it from there. And then eventually if that interest carries me through, I'll be able to do that and continue that process of small incremental learning. And then after many, many repetitions, then eventually I learned that thing. Now, of course, in between there, there's a lot more, you know, it's a lot more nuanced, but essentially it's just like tons and tons of repetition. Mm -hmm. I really like your your beginning statement of like, why am I learning this thing? And, you know, I think that's something that is 
something it's really important to understand because if you're not going to be motivated or interested enough to put in the time and effort it takes to learn something new like you're gonna just fail somewhere along the way you definitely are 100 percent correct when it's like it's all about repetitions you know i haven't found something recently that i've learned that's a new thing that hasn't been a process of like we're just going to make small incremental improvements on this thing over time and just keep doing it again and again and again until we actually find some level of mastery in what we're doing. And and you talk about research and you're like, I watched a bunch of videos and, and read a bunch of stuff. I find myself doing that too. And I don't know that it's a bad thing to do. I think if you spend too much time doing it, it's just going to shorten you know the amount of time you have left to actually practice and really learn that thing. There's something about like, I don't, I'm going to butcher if I try to explain in, in any real terms what this is, but like there's something that kind of triggers our brains when we watch other people do things. It's like a mirroring effect. You know, there, there have been some studies that like with brain imaging that show like when somebody actually goes through and does a process, you know, whatever it is, so let's say baking or cooking, they do that process. There are certain things like certain areas in their brain that fire. And if you watch somebody do that process, the same areas in your brain also fire in the same way. And it's literally just like you kind of get that same level of like involvement or satisfaction from watching someone else do something as you would if you did it yourself. But we know the reality is like if you go and try to do that same thing yourself after watching somebody do it, who is a master at doing it, and now it's your first attempt, it is not going to go that way, right? And I think a lot of people maybe struggle with that part of the process, you know, because especially with you know, the, the, the YouTube era that we live in and the social media era where it's everybody's posting the kind of their best self and their best version of what they're doing. Uh, having realistic expectations of what the learning process is really going to look like becomes really important. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I think watching someone else do something can seem productive, right? But we don't build those. I don't, I don't know how to put this, but I'm guessing like connections in our brain, right? For mm -hmm. those things. And I remember like, this doesn't have to do with anything technical or even software related, but when I started my job in park operations, the reason why I built the application that I built for um, getting around to different parks in the most efficient way possible was because like I struggled with that and I would sit, the person training me, I would sit in the passenger seat and they would go to all these parks, right? And then when it came time for me to do it, I was like, well, I have no idea how to do this. Even though we have done it together so many times, I did not physically do that thing. So I didn't build mm -hmm. those connections. How I built it was literally just by doing it. I would get lost and then I would put into Google Maps like the next destination and then I would get lost again. And then eventually I just stopped getting lost. And I think I could compare that to like software where I would you know, try to learn a new technical concept and try to do it myself, get completely lost and then, you know, do like a Google search or hit Stack Overflow or I guess now ChatGPT or whatever, get, you know, a small answer, apply it, get it stuck again and then go through that cycle. And then I think through that process, which we know sucks, right? It doesn't feel good because you're like, I'm lost. I have no idea what I'm doing. This is hard. But eventually, that is that itself in itself is the process of learning, and that is how you like retain that information. I think learning is in the struggle. Like for me, if it's not 
if there isn't a point where I'm like, oh man, I don't know what I'm doing, then like there is no learning in the first place, right? So if it's like mm-hmm. too easy or you're not applying any thought to it, are you like really learning something in the first place? Mm-hmm. It's 100% about solving the problems yourself. That's really where like the actual learning comes into play. You know, you can read as much as you want to read and watch as much as you want to watch, but like until you start hands to keyboard or hands to dough or whatever it is, right? Hands to, to knife and wood, you're not going to actually build those skills until you start doing that thing and encountering a problem that you then have to figure out how to solve. You know, that's why we we talk about like tutorial hell a lot, right? Like, yeah, you can go through tutorials and you can watch somebody do something or you can code along with somebody, but you're not actually learning those skills. You're not really building anything in your own brain about like how to do this stuff and what those things really mean. You're just following somebody's instructions very closely. And it gives like the false sense of learning without actually learning. It's the same thing about like when you highlight a book. Okay, maybe you're like highlighting passages that are important or you think are important for your learning, but highlighting a passage in a book doesn't cement that information in your brain. You know, like rewriting that information in your own words is a much better way to accomplish that same kind of thing than just highlighting something in a book. So it definitely is about translating whatever you're trying to learn into action and practice and, you know, redoing those things yourself and solving your own problems. Yeah. And a big part of it is knowing how you learn. I think that's, I think that is super important for me. I am not an auditory learner. Like you could tell me something and I will hear the words coming out of your mouth, but that will not translate into my body physically doing that thing. It's much easier for me to say, okay, well, can you just show me how it's done? And then I could do it either directly after you or alongside you, right? That is the way that I learn. And I'm sure, Eric, that even like between us two, we might learn differently or we might learn at a different rate, right? You might learn faster than me. I might learn faster than you, whatever. And specifically this applied to my own experience when I was recently, when I was becoming a park ranger, my second park ranger position, we had to go through a training. Some of that included like, you know, law enforcement and, um, you know, other things. And there were people in my class who learned just by being in class. I was never that person, right? They didn't study. They were present. They were able to focus during the lectures, took the test, did really well. That was not me. I had to put in on breaks. I had to put in lots of time. I had to create like flashcards. When I went home on the weekends, that wasn't my time for like freedom. I studied, 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 studied. And because I knew that that is what I had to do in order to get the same results as that other person who was not studying at all or doing that extra work. That's just Mm -hmm. how it was. Right. And so like, I think knowing that for yourself, how you learn is a really, really big thing. And I don't think it's fair to compare that to someone else because you're not them. They're not you. Your process for learning is just that your process Mm -hmm. for learning. Right. Um, I think that is an important aspect that sometimes we may like skip over, but it's, it's important to think about. Thank you for listening to the self-taught devs podcast. If you appreciate what we do and want to help support the show, we're now on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash self-taught devs pod. Your contribution not only allows us to keep making episodes just like this, but you'll also get a monthly newsletter from Matt or Eric, 
get access to the Self-Taught Devs Discord server, where you can help shape the direction of the show by providing feedback or topic suggestions. And you can even get a special monthly episode exclusively for our Patreon supporters. That's patreon.com slash selftaughtdevspod. All one word, pod as in podcast, patreon.com slash selftaughtdevspod. Thanks again. Now back to the show. What do you think about the differences between like learning and memorization? Yeah, so I think uh, public school is about memorization. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe controversial there, but (laughs) I don't think I actually learned a lot, like specific topic wise when it came to like public school, right? Because Mm -hmm. it was basically like the teacher talks at you, you retain that information and then you spit it back up on a test. Does that say that you learned something? Absolutely not. But it means that you remembered something, right? Are you actually solving problems? I mean, I guess it depends. Maybe math, right? But um, Mm -hmm. like a lot of other topics. Math is a skill, right? Math is a skill that's practiced with solving problems, right? Versus when you talk about like, I don't know, history. History is a memorization kind of topic, right? Like you're not solving problems in history. You Like what you said is accurate though, and I agree. I think it's... I think it's a big failing on the design of like education in America, at least, right? Is that the schools are designed to make like they teach you how to take a test, right? They teach you how to pass an exam and get scores, right? So like they can get funding or whatever. But very few of those classes are really going to teach you how to solve problems or learn a skill and carry that through for the next several years or for the rest of your life, you know, you, like you said, you you memorize that stuff and spit it back on a test or to a teacher to answer a question, whatever. And then you move on to the next class and kind of forget about most of the stuff you even learned in that particular class. Like I can't remember a whole lot of stuff that I learned in, you know, high school and even a lot of college that I find particularly useful now, or that I think was like really worth it. You know, the skills that I'm building now on my own because they're things that I'm interested in and things I want to spend my time doing, like those things mean a lot more to me and are going to stick with me and are things I continue to practice. But I also, I wish, man, I wish I really understood what learning really meant way, way earlier than I did in my life because I really feel like it's only been in the past couple of years. And I feel like software engineering, like learning that skill has really taught me a lot about what it is to learn how to learn and how to recognize the practice in myself of learning. I don't know. I don't know what I would have done differently or, or how I would have retained information differently, but it's just one of those things where it's like, man, I wish somebody really focused on this earlier in my life. So I could have had a different skill that i maybe could have used in different ways to learn a lot more stuff. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of told what to focus on in school, right? I mean, how would you have built that skill if you, you don't know what you don't know, right? And so what Mm -hmm. we do know is memorization and that did not help me at all outside of academics because when it comes to a lot of things, I don't really have a great memory, but actually learning, like when I was going through college, I already had a job in that space. And now come to think about it, I did not learn anything in college. I just got that degree, that piece of paper that says, oh, yeah, I did learn something and I can. And now I'm, you know, quote unquote, qualified for this position that I already have. But all of that learning was done on my own through reading books, through like on the job learning, um, asking lots of people, lots of questions, right? Mentors, 
all of that was learning. The other stuff was just just so I could get a piece of paper, I guess. And so, yeah, I think there is a big difference between memorization and actually learning. And it's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't want this to turn into a, a giant conversation about the public school system or, or the, the education system in America. But I, I think at some point, you know, hopefully we can all discover what it is to learn something like actually learn and recognize the steps that we go through as individuals to learn and be able to utilize that to learn new skills and, you know, fill our lives with things that we're interested in and actually want to participate in and grow within. Is there anything, Matt, that you are interested in learning uh, in the near future? Actually, Eric, there are some things that I would like to learn lots more about and specifically with like trades, like electrical plumbing, you know, and that sort of thing. I love to work with my hands and um, like physically solve problems. Right. And I think mm -hmm. the trades have a lot of that to offer, even doing like minor repairs in my home, like how to do that more. Like that is something that I would really love to learn. Um, and hopefully something that I will dive deep into at some point, maybe later on in the future. Um, but yeah, stuff like that is what I'm interested in learning. What about you, Eric? Mm -hmm. I'm right along with you. Like I've realized just how much I like building things or making things with my hands. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm in, engaged in making things anyway, which is why I was drawn to coding. I love solving those kinds of problems too. But like I mentioned bread making, that's something I continue to explore and make different kinds of breads and like pizza doughs and things like that were like related things. I'm also super interested in woodworking. You know, it's definitely and like furniture building. It's definitely a thing that I don't, unfortunately don't have the space to really dive into right now. But once I do, that is definitely a hobby I'm going to try to invest myself in and see if I can just, you know, how cool would it be to just make your own furniture and like build like a chest of drawers? You know what I mean? Not, not anything super complicated. It's just pieces that, you know, if you've ever ordered furniture off from like Ikea or Wayfair or whatever and put those things together, you understand the general structure of those things. But like actually cutting down wood to shape and like measurements and all that stuff and making that work out from scratch is a very different process. Something that I'm super interested in at learning at some point. Absolutely. Well, whatever we do decide to learn, I, I think we can confidently say that the process of learning and growing with software has given us some tools that we can utilize to help us learn. And let's wrap this up as we always do by talking about the Patreon. If you appreciate what we do on the show, you can support us in a number of ways. Uh, number one, you can tell a friend about the show. If you think they'd appreciate what we do, let them know. You can also give us a rating and review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. And if you'd like to do so, you can support us through Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash selftaughtdevspod. We've got a bunch of goodies for you there every month, including a monthly newsletter a Discord server where we can all chat about our learning experience. You can recommend topics for the show. And we've also got a secret monthly episode for you as well. Big bonus, you get your name read at the end of every episode. I'm sure you've heard it before. A big thank you to Stephen Sheaves, Camille Onoda, Leo Ashcraft, Roxy Rodriguez-Becker, Nick Romanishan, Matt Hoadley, Danielle Arnett, Vanessa Vaughn, and Danny McCollins, thank you all so much for supporting Self-Taught Devs. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you aren't already, please subscribe. We release a new episode every Friday. If you want to help us grow, please share this show with your network. 
check the show notes for all of our links, reach out and say hi. Email us at selftaughtdevs at gmail.com if you have a recommendation for a guest or a topic. Thank you for listening to Self Taught Devs.